I just want to find someone. I don't got to put a face over people no more. Yours truly, Billy Williams. Chia. Y'all know what it is. It's your boy. We back. It's Wednesday. For those that are tapping in, welcome all my dreamers. This is Wednesday, Dream Big Wednesday. The Dream Big Show on the one and only B96, the block. We on the block with it. I know I sound like an ad-lib when I do that, but that's just me. I didn't have to go play a drop. I just do my own drops naturally. You know, it's just how it is. I used to be a recording artist. I say used to because I haven't uh, been in the studio for a while. So it's nothing for me to just come on and just, you know, do a little drop real fast for y'all. But how's everybody doing today? Today is Wednesday, Wednesday the 8th, March 8th, 2023. We are about two weeks left of the winter season. It'll be going into the spring. Um, for those that's been keeping up with me, I know I started off this quarter by talking about how are you handling your winters. And I would say this winter has been a challenging one for me. I, um, a lot of ups, a lot of downs, but it's been pretty neutral in the space of learning. Um, I've learned a lot, a lot of things I had to face. Um, I would say I grew up three years in one season. I really had to get things in order. Um, so I appreciate my winter season that is coming to a close. Um, had my mind set on some new ideas, uh, some ways to enhance some old ideas. Some new things came to me, some new discoveries. And so I'm looking forward to planning those in the spring. Um, and so with saying that, I would like to reflect on a chapter I read. Uh, for those that's been keeping up, y'all know I'm reading the book, The Magic by Rhonda Burns. Uh, for those that don't know, please go pick up The Magic by Rhonda Burns. Rhonda Burns is the author and the creator of The Secret. Um, there's four series to that book. There's The Secret, The Magic, Hero, and Power. Uh, I am on the second series. I read them all, but I like to go back and reintroduce myself to things, you know. And The Magic focused on gratitude. And so in that season, coming to a close to this season, that book uh, definitely was the icing on the cake to just kind of bring forth everything that I should be grateful for. Sometimes we take for granted just waking up in the morning, breathing, walking, being able to pick up things with your hands, being able to see. Um, so just being thankful for the little things on a day-to-day -day basis and making sure not to take anything for granted. Um, and so today in the book, I think I'm, what, maybe one chapter left. And so this chapter that I read today focused on, uh, it was called The Magic in the Mirror. And it talked about as we go on our journey, a lot of times we forget to thank ourselves. And so I wanted to take this time and, you know, look in the mirror and say thank you to myself. You know, thank you for being able to be strong enough to make it through the season, um, to recognize where my flaws are, and to be thankful that I am open-minded enough to grow. Sometimes we aren't open-minded open enough to want to grow. We want to stay the same. Change is inevitable, and when we embrace it, the better we become. And so I just want to say thank you for, you know, me being aware of that and accepting that and willing to change. 
And I appreciate myself for doing that because it's been an amazing ride. Um, I recently just got booked to do two uh, 72 by 72 or 60 by 72, I think I got, uh, pieces for a law firm. Um, yeah. And so that was amazing. I appreciate that. Shout out to um, Atlanta Happens Law Firm. Um, so if you're in an accident, this ain't a shameless plug, but just I'm grateful that they hooked me up uh, to do some p- pieces for them. And so if you are any accidents in Atlanta, please go shout out and look up Atlanta's Happening. They will get you right. Uh, but that came out of nowhere. And so I appreciate that uh, for the young lady who uh, gave me the call and said, hey, we've seen your work and we would like to have uh, some pieces custom made for us. And for those that's in the art world, know that doing a piece 60 by 72 is not going to be cheap. And so I am charging. (laughs) And I appreciate that um, they are open to any price that I bring to the table. And so thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, I want to say thank you to myself for, you know, stepping up and facing my own truth. You know, sometimes we lie to ourselves as well. And we make things seem like things are easier or better than what they are when they aren't. And when you have people that show up in your life that's willing to help, willing to say, hey, man, is everything okay? Instead of saying, yeah, I'm good. Um, in this season, I finally opened up. It's like, man, I actually am going through something. I kind of need to holler at you. Um, so, you know, just the growth is what I'm reflecting on. I appreciate myself for allowing myself to grow. And so that's what I wanted to do today. So shout out to me. Thank you, 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 so shout out to that. Uh, something I did last week that I am going to bring back again is uh, Motivational Speech by Steve Harvey. Uh, he is someone that I listen to on a day-to-day basis, along with Jim Ron, Les Brown, and many, many more. And so today I have another speech that I would like to drop, uh, something that motivates me, so I want to motivate you all. Yeah, 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 yeah. Y'all know what it is. Welcome back to the Dream Big Show. So for those that's just tuning in, if you're just catching up with me, um, I am reflecting on thanking yourself. You got to thank you. Um, I'm reading a book called The Magic by Rhonda Burns. Rhonda Burns, R-H-O-N-D-A-B-Y-R-N-E. Burn, not Burns. Uh, please go pick up that book. This is not a shameless plug. I don't know that lady at all, but it is a great book. And I focus on gratitude. And when we get our gratitude in order, everything that we want in life comes to us like water, um, freely and plentiful. And so I got a chance to really get my affairs in order to begin to sit down and really say, man, I have a lot to be grateful for. Um, And so this this isn't anything new. If you've been tuning in to me, you hear me talk about it every day. And it's something I'm going to always talk about 
which is gratitude, gratitude, gratitude is the attitude. If you have a gratitude attitude, you will reach your highest altitude. And that's just a fact. Be thankful for the little things. Um, be thankful for every opportunity you come across, no matter how big or small it is, because it will lead to more things. Uh, the more you are grateful for one thing, the more you will get. And so I wanted to just thank myself, focus on that. Uh, sometimes we work so hard to do so much for others and we don't take a moment to really appreciate ourselves. And I didn't want to get away from that. I really, 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 really appreciate myself. I just wanted to just, you know, just put that out there. Um, and so I want you to do the same. Today, if you have an opportunity as you're listening to me, you can either do it now or you can go do it later when we go on break and go in the bathroom. Go in the bathroom, look in the mirror or look in your living room mirror and say to yourself, thank you, self, because you have made it through. If you're here right now, you made it through the pandemic, you have made it through. We know many people lost their lives. We know many people are still feeling um, P, what is it, PTSD? I hope I'm saying that right. Um, many people are feeling that in many ways, right? We have those who have got a fortune and spent it on nothing but going to the strip club or just nonsense. And they are sitting there twiddling their dumbs or they could be homeless. Literally, there are some people who have took the real estate forgiveness and was not grateful for that, and now homeless. And so be grateful that you made it through that and made the right decision to say, I'm going to continue to fight even through the worst times because I know I'm going to make it through. And if you are that person and you made it through because you're listening to me right now, thank yourself. You did that. You're doing a good job. Keep showing up. If you go into a job every day you don't like, one, get up out of that job. Get some courage to walk away. That's what I'm telling you right now. Thank yourself for having the courage to walk away for things that don't serve you or serve your happiness. Do that. Don't And, and so don't get it twisted when I say, no, be grateful that you have a job. Yes. But if you are unhappy, then it's time for you to walk away from that job. There are other jobs out there that you can be grateful for that you will love doing. Take a chance on yourself. Even if you're a nine to five worker, if you say, I didn't went to school, I got this career. I mean, I got this degree. I'm not working in my degree. Change the narrative. Go find you something in your degree, even if it's at the lowest entry level and be grateful and work up. If you're an entrepreneur, it's the same method. Be grateful for the beginning and grind up. That's the only way you're going to make it. You got to be grateful for the beginning. If you're not grateful, you're never going to like the job. That's why you can't stand it. Because you you're not grateful for it because you don't love it. And you're doing something you don't love, you'll never be grateful for it. That's like being in a relationship with somebody. If you're not into that person, you're never going to appreciate their relationship because you don't want to be there anyway. You're there for whatever you have fixed your reason to be, whether that is circumstances financially, circumstances sexually, circumstances whatever. Whatever the circumstances is, you created it. That's why you're there. 
but it's not enough to make you happy. So let's stop creating situations that are not enough that will not make us happy and being grateful for that. I'm not saying that. I'm saying be grateful for something that lights your heart up, that makes you feel amazing inside. That's what you should be grateful for. Be grateful for that. Don't be grateful and be petty about it. Like somebody hold the door for you. I'm grateful for that. Yeah, no, you're supposed to be grateful for that. That's being polite. That's having manners. That's being raised. That's a difference. But be grateful for something that actually makes you glow. That makes you feel alive. Don't be grateful for turmoil. That doesn't make any sense. And a lot of us do that. We are grateful for turmoil. Don't be grateful for living in the projects. No, we ain't grateful for that. We're grateful for having a home. Yes. We're grateful for heat and hot water. Yes. For my circumstances, I have to change. So I can feel grateful inside. You have to work on those things. Work on the inside, fix your outside. Fix your outside, work on your inside. You have to do them simultaneously. You do one inside, you got to work outside. It's like having a brand new home. I'm going to keep giving you analogies. If you fix up the house inside, but the roof is falling, you got to go outside eventually. Don't sit in the house and meditate and pray and do all of that and then go do no action outside. You got to step outside too. You got to do both. Some of us pray, go to church, read the Bible and do all of that. Faith without works is dead. You can feel as good as you want inside. You got to get outside too. And don't just be outside and don't please inside. It don't work that way. You got to do both. We are doing too much of one thing only. You're either working on the inside, praying, doing all this and expecting a miracle, but you ain't putting in no action. Or we out here running aimlessly with no plan and it's not going to work. Because you're just running aimlessly, hustling backwards, doing every single thing to be busy, but it's not fulfilling. No, you got to do both. Work on the inside, work on the outside. This is your pastor speaking. Nah. <laughs> but you know how I do, man, on, on, the, on the Dream Big show. I, I like to get intimate. I like to talk to y'all because it's real to me. Um, you know, at the age of 37, I've seen a lot uh, coming from Harlem, coming from New York, and moving to Atlanta with the big dream to be a recording artist and do all of these things. And I fulfilled a lot of my dreams. I didn't get the big record deal, but I, I went through the process of what it was like to be a recording artist. I had a production deal, shopped it around, had a single deal lined up. I went through the process. I know what it was like. And so when I say these things, I'm saying it to you, find something you love and go through the process. It's okay with going through the process. Fall in love with it. At that time, I didn't understand what it meant to fall in love with it. I was just doing it. But now I understand what it means. So let's take the wisdom. We all have information these days. I don't care if you're 18. I don't care if you're 88. You have the information in front of you. Get the information. Obtain the information. And it's even easier, right? Because just like I'm going to drop a motivational speech from... Someone that we all know, love, who is rich, happy, successful, all of these things, right? There's many people before him that have their stories and that left it here for us to 
observe, review, and use as a leg to stand on. It's like standing on the shoulders of the greats. And so why have the information if we're not properly using it? That doesn't make any sense. And so I'm here to properly use it. I don't care how old I get. It doesn't matter how old you are. It's never too late. We all know the stories. And if you got Netflix, there's a movie on there called The Founder that talks about the founder of McDonald's. What is his name? Roy Kroc. I think his name was Roy Kroc. Watch that movie. This dude was like 56 years old when he popped with McDonald's, and it wasn't even his. He just had a vision for, for something and was be able to work that situation and became the founder of McDonald's. He had a vision to be the founder of McDonald's, and it wasn't even his company. Now, that's called some real vision for you. That's a visionary right there. And before then, what was he doing? He was a serial entrepreneur. And if you have that spirit in you, it never dies. You just got to be willing to work and wait, work and wait. And working and waiting is having faith. Simple as that. Because it's going to come along the way. You're going to get a little bear, then a medium bear, then a big bear, then a huge bear. It's going to come. Just keep working. Keep giving. Don't stop giving. Giving is gratitude. Giving shows gratitude. Don't be a person that just receive all the time. You got to give too. So that's what I'm here to talk about with y'all. Every week. Y'all know what I do. Oh, my bad. Y'all know what I do. I'm telling you, I'm your friend. I'm your uncle. I'm your pastor. I'm your, I'm whoever you want me to be. That's who I am. So we're going to cut away, pay some more bills. I got a special guest in the building. She is, uh, her name is Bria Brooks. She's an artist. She's an entrepreneur. She is a visionary. And she will be on telling us how a story, a beautiful young lady with a beautiful spirit. And so she's going to come on, tell us, tell us, her story, not our story. Tell us her story. We're going to learn a little bit about her. Uh, so in the mix of that, well, before we get to that, we're going to jump to some more music. You know how I do. Let's go pay some bills so we can keep showing up each and every week. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you for all my dreamers tuning in, y'all. just wanted to give y'all that, a message from Steve Harvey. Um, man. That's some good stuff right there. That's some good stuff. All right. Now, let's get to my special guest in the building. What's up, Bria? Hello. Hi. Bria Brooks, everybody. She is in the building, the visual artist of the year. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. Facts, facts, facts. Let me turn your mic up. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. So... Uh, introduce yourself, tell the people your name, what you do, and a little origin story about yourself. Hello, my name is Bria Brooks, also known as Bria Artiste on Instagram. You guys follow me, B-R-I-A-R-T-I-S-T-E underscore. Um, I am a visual artist based here in Atlanta. Um, I do a lot of portrait work. Um, I moved here about going on four years now. It's cool. It's all right. It's all right. Yeah, it's all right. Okay, okay. Now, you're originally from? New Orleans. New Orleans. Mm-hmm. New Orleans. And how long you have you been, let's just say, painting? Or have did you sketch? 
as a kid? Yeah, um, I did a lot of drawing as a kid. Um, my grandfather, who, God bless his soul, um, he was an artist in Angola prison system in New Orleans. Mm. Yeah, um, he was in jail for like 30-something years. Oh, wow. Yeah, and throughout his time there, he did a lot of um, like wood carving portraits. Um, he made a lot of furniture. So I guess I get that artistic side from him. Um, but I've been drawn all my life. Originally, I wanted to be a fashion designer. So I went to um, SCAD, summer school program for kids. Um, I took classes at NOCA in New Orleans, different types of workshops. But I really didn't start painting until the 10th grade. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Nice, nice, nice. Now, what's your favorite style that you like to do? Um, A lot of people say that my work is more like pop art portrait realism a little bit of expressionism um i like anything that has to do with color different type of textures and textiles um i work with a lot of oil paints as far as my portraits go but i like to add to it with epoxy glitter diamonds jewels broken glass all kind of stuff nice nice mm -hmm. nice nice now from artist to artist um i've never used ooh, i never used oil paint before mm -hmm. um and I know you've used both between oil and acrylic. Mm -hmm. uh, which one would you prefer and why? Does it depend on the piece? or? Um, it definitely depends on the piece, but I tend to use both. Um, I like to base a lot of my portraits with acrylic. Okay. Um, it dries faster. It's water-based. Um, and it just helps me with, like, um, under... What's the word? Like, undertones and... Um, like blocking out certain colors when it comes to me blending things together i like to use oil paint um one of my favorite artists when i moved out here four years ago he actually recommended me to use oil paint um so i did that and i just never looked back since nice 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 okay 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 uh do you have a all-time great when it comes to visual artists and painters mm. I have a couple, but like all time great. Give me a give me a top top three goats in the visual art space. Um, B Mike in New Orleans. Uh, he was one of my first mentors. He actually gave me my first like painting gig. Um, I did a, a mural of Malcolm X in an abandoned project that they turned into like an art gallery. It was beautiful. Um, Tiffany Anderson, also known as the Pretty Artist. She's amazing. Um, a lot of my work is inspired from her. Okay. Um, that's where I started to do a lot of, like, celebrity portraits and stuff, so I get that from her. And um, Sue Tai, she's another female artist. Um, she works with a lot of acrylic, such as, like, golden brand paints and stuff like that. She does a lot of um, brand collaborative work. But I look at each person um, for different reasons. Okay. Yeah. Nice, 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 nice. Um when you, what was the feeling like when you sold your first piece to someone? What did that feel like? Honestly, I couldn't really enjoy it. Um, really? No, I don't really get to enjoy a lot of the stuff that I do. Like gallery uh, events, um, it's kind of hard for me to go. Um, Interesting. Tell, t talk to me about that. Why? Um, I think it's just... Well, I have anxiety, so um, that's a trigger for me. 
um, just like seeing a lot of people there. Usually I try not to be like this, but it happens like this a lot. Um, whenever I have art shows and galleries, I have a panic attack and I just don't go. Or um, oh. it'll take my sister to like really drag me to be there. But as far as like me selling my first painting and how that felt for me, I really didn't get to enjoy it because um, I felt like I was in a, a space of struggle. Like I was doing... I'm like, okay, I got to make some money. Like, I got to do something. So, like, my first time selling a piece, to be honest, I don't even think it was that great. Um, it was, like, for a girl that I knew in college. Mm. Um, and I think I charged her, like, $300 for it. Okay. Um, okay. And it's, like, immediately once I got th that $300, I had to use it to pay a bill. So, I really didn't get to enjoy, um, like, me actually doing work for someone. The time that that started <coughs> for me was... 2021 or 2022 okay when i did um my first like real big painting which was like for a celebrity nice yeah. nice and what was that feeling so let's talk about that feeling because in, in that space you wasn't in a space where you felt like you had to like immediately take care of something it wasn't in survival mode yeah so what did that feel like when you was you know sold that piece and you wasn't in that particular space um, it was a great feeling, to be honest. Um, I feel like I got a lot of exposure because um, that was within, I would say, maybe like a month. Um, I made $10,000, and I didn't even see it. I didn't even notice it. Mm. Um, it didn't catch up to me until I was done doing those commissions for people. Um, and I'm like, wow, like I really made a lot of money. Like, where is it at? <laughs> um, again, bills, um, investing. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. um, investing. um just like everyday life. Um, but it felt really good, to be honest. Um, I was in the space with a lot of those people that I did paintings for. Um, a lot of those people became, um, like, actual clients of mine. Nice. I mean, there's a difference between, like, customers and clients. Yeah. Um, I feel like they get treated a little bit differently. Um, Absolutely. When they show, like, continuous support. But, um, yeah, one of those people was um, 21 Savage's DJ. Uh, shout out to Mark B. I love him. Um he was one of the first people to support. And then 21 Savage's manager, Meezy, supported. And they bought a lot of my work. And then it went to Jada, uh, Jada Chavez. And I did some work for her. So Nice. It was cool. After that, uh, yeah, after that, it was just a lot of um, celebrities um, reaching out to me. But it was good. But I also had his bad. Um, I feel like with... Celebrities, it's great exposure, it's great networking, but at the same time, um, I'm not saying about this about these specific people that I brought up, but um, working in the industry of entertainment and being an artist is hard because um, because they're entertainers, they expect stuff for free, or um, they don't value my time or my work for certain things. Mm. So interesting. Yeah, it it was it was good, but it also taught me a lot as well with how I deal with certain people. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. You got to make sure your paperwork is in order. Oh, yeah, I got them contracts ready. <laughs> That's <laughs> what I'm talking about. Okay, okay. And so uh, I don't know if you're familiar with, are you familiar with Arm of Caso? Um, yes, I am. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so I had him on last week. Oh, good. Um, good, good, good dude. I had him. He's actually uh, one of the feature artists in my art show mm -hmm. last year. And so when we talked last week, he was letting me know about the licensing deals that he have between like Home Depot and Target and things like that. Mm -hmm. um, and talk about how like he receives a residual income, you know, off of that. And so I want to ask you, 
uh, for someone who do pieces for more personal pieces for clients, uh, have you tapped into that licensing space with these different companies and brands? And what is your idea on that? That's actually the goal for me is to tap into more licensing work. Um, you know, I heard you say earlier that you were doing work for um, for a law company. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to get into more things like that. Um, working with more real estate development out here in Atlanta, up and coming hotels. Nice. Okay. Um, even places like Target, Walmart. Um, maybe work with the Atlanta Hawks one day or something. I just want to tap into doing more contractual work like that than just personalized commissions because commissions are honestly hard. Like, it takes a lot of my time, a lot of my patience. I'm sorry, but I want to wring some people's neck. Like, (laughs) no, seriously. Like, they be on my butt. They be on my phone. Like, is my painting done? Is my painting done? I'm like, did you read the contract that says that? paintings especially oil paint because it takes a while to dry mm. it takes four to six weeks turnaround and you texting me within the next week mm. and it's like i think that when it comes to commissions a lot of people they don't understand that you're not the only person that i'm painting for yeah. like you got three more paintings before yours that i was working on for the past few weeks and you contacted me about this which i understand but you know you not about to be knocking down Nike's door for your shoes. Like, so why are you knocking on my door about yeah. about this? Like, come on now. Yeah, I got you. I got you. People can get a little a little extra when they're that close to you, when you're that reachable. Right. When, when there's no buffer like in that. between. No, and I don't want it to be like that at all. Um, I got you. Oh, my goodness. I'm sorry. I got somebody texting me about an art event right now. Um, she working, y'all. She working. She working. I'm trying, to be honest. I said that this year I was going to take up more opportunities and um, really say yes to more things because I do complain a lot about how Atlanta is more based in um, the music industry. I don't really see a lot of artists here. Visual artists. Yeah, I don't really see yeah. a lot of them. And if they are, they're underground or um, they gatekeep a lot of stuff. Um, they're not really interested in a newcomer, especially mm-hmm. a female artist, who, in my opinion, you know, I don't want to say I'm better than y'all, but... To, to be... In, it's crazy you say that because there's a lot of female artists, visual artists, that I love their work mm-hmm. compared to a lot of male artists. Mm-hmm. Um, like, just the detail in it. Mm-hmm. And I think it could be maybe women just have more patience when, when it deals with you know, arts and crafts in a sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, shout out to y'all for, you know, the good work that y'all do out Thank there. Thank you. So, I you think know. we do amazing work. I think everybody does great, amazing work. Um, I just think that there should be more space and opportunity for young, you know, artists like yeah. myself to come in instead of, you know, having to deal with, um, I feel like a lot of industries are male-dominated, but... You know, you get it, you know, having to deal with that as a female and then you're new and like, let's be honest, um, I always keep this in my head, whatever industry I'm in, um, a lot of, as, as a woman, I feel like a lot of men specifically would try to, you know, F you then to F with you. Mm. So I feel like I got to come a little harder. I got to really show, like, I'm not to be played with. Like, I'm serious about my work. Like, mm-hmm. you can't just contact me and say that you want a commission, but really trying to take me out on a date. Like, that's corny. Yeah. You know? It's, and, 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 and 
it has to be frustrating. It's extremely frustrating. That. It's extremely frustrating because I'm like, dang, like I thought I was getting a commission and you trying to, you trying to play with me. Like I feel like um, my my work isn't being taken as seriously as I would want it to. So mm. I got to step on next a little bit harder. I got to come into the room and demand attention more than gotcha. you know somebody else. Yeah, and and unfortunate as that may be, the blessing behind that is. When you do it, you know that you're not to be played with, Mm -hmm. you know, because it's almost like everybody is going to try everybody. And so if you're the one that accepts being tried, then it's almost like a landslide after that. It's like, okay, well, we could try her to pay her anything. But then again, if you're also somebody like myself who comes in and, and demands the respect that they deserve for what they do, people say that they're hard to work with. Mm. And it's like no, I, I just something. know what I want and I know what I deserve. Like you not gonna I mean as a woman, like I'm not about to come to you and be like, Oh, you know, you got a podcast, you know, I'm gonna use you for what you got, you know, talk sweet stuff to your ear knowing that that's not really my intention. I feel like you this is your space, you're respected in your industry, so you deserve to be seen as such. Um I think as a as a woman it's it's a little bit different. It's a little harder. I think we have our, our our easy ways and we also have our hard ways, but mm. you know, you gotta demand your respect. I don't care how people see me, you know. I might be difficult but I know I'm not to be played with. Uh, uh, hey, ain't nothing wrong with that. Stay in your ground. Right. Charge your prices. Absolutely. And overcharge them for what they did to the code. Oh, crush. absolutely. I'm gonna <laughs> add a little extra two fifty on top of that just just for the inconvenience. You know what I'm saying? I ain't mad at it. I ain't mad at it. Well, we gonna cut to pay some more bills real quick. Come right back with the young, beautiful Bria Brooks. Keep talking about what it is to be a female visual artist in the art space. Y'all stay right there. This is the Dream Big Show. This is your boy Jimmy Doe. Y'all know what it is. <laughs> Shout out to all my dreamers. Welcome back. This is the Dream Big Show on the one and only B96. The block. We on the block with it. This is your boy Jimmy Doe. Y'all know me. Today's special guest for those that's just tuning in. Bria Brooks is in the building, y'all. Hey, hey, hey. Yes, 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 yes. Let's give her a round of applause for coming through. Uh Uh-oh. Yes, 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 yes. yes. And you actually, you know where you are right there? Right here? You can stay right there. Now, you can move and stuff. You can stay right there. Okay. Get them right there. Um, For those that are just tuning in, we talked about what it's like to be a female visual artist in the art industry um, Mm -hmm. and dealing in the entertainment space and the things you have to deal with. Um, And it's interesting when... You know, listening to your story because it's like that in all industries mm-hmm. for women. It's mm-hmm. like you have to go beyond and be up, beyond and above. Just to be taken seriously. Just to be taken serious. And that's like, man, it's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. Um, but the strength that comes with that is amazing. So you got to be grateful for that. Uh, so let's talk a little bit more. Uh, you've been professionally painting now. You would say what? How many years now? Like ten years. About ten years professionally. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice. Now, mind you, this this is a you know for all my young dreamers that's out there, and I like to have my young entrepreneurs on the show 
to talk to you. You know, sometimes I bring my wise ones on, mm-hmm. you know, the 50 and up club, the mid-30s and up club. Um, but I, I like to bring the young people that's on because a lot of young people say, you know, oh, I got all this time. I ain't got to have it figured out right now. Mm-hmm. And so I like when I see young people that's, like, active on their game. Like, I'm taking it serious today. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not going to wait. So I like that. Um, so shout out to you. Thank you. You know, I when I say young, she's 25, right? Yes, I'm 25. 25. Doing her thing. Doing it 10 years, she be getting paid for paintings for 10 years. Mm-hmm. Come on now. Y'all better stop playing with this young lady. She out here getting to the bag. Um, got celebrity clients as well. So this isn't someone who's just like on the corner hoping that her painting sell. She got clients. Okay. They're hitting her up for pieces. So shout out to that. Shout out to all your accomplishments. Thank you. Um, and so let's talk. We was off air. I asked you a question uh, about like going to those, these art shows, mm-hmm. quote unquote art, art shows is what they are. Um, conventions, expos, whatever you want to call them. Mm-hmm. Um, as a visual artist, how do you feel about being in those spaces? Are they beneficial? What's beneficial about them or are they just a waste of time? Um, I think that they're beneficial as far as networking, um, and, you know, marketing yourself. Um, you get to be around a lot of different artists and expose yourself to a lot of different people. Um, of course there are their pros and cons to certain things. Um, I feel like with really any event that I was a part of, it was disorganized. Mm. Um, and I feel like as an artist, I already work in a dysfunctional environment. Like, you know, I got pain and stuff everywhere. You know what I'm saying? So um, being in those spaces, it is a little disorganized. Um, mm. Like I can say with the last event that I did, um, they told me straight up that it was disorganized. It was very last minute. Like they asked me to do it very last minute. So I wow. just brought some some paintings that I already had done um, that weren't sold at the time. Um now, have you ever, like, paid for a vendor space yourself and been a part of a show? No, they never had me pay. They Interesting. Just, yeah. So you've always been invited to one. You never yeah. actually, like, signed up to be a part of, mm-hmm. like, a vendor or submission or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Okay, look at you. You fancy. You fancy. Thank you. Thank you. Shout out. That's a blessing. I mean, but there are some, some spaces that I did want to be a part of, like, as far as internships and mentorship that I didn't get accepted for. Interesting. So, Interesting. Yeah. Now let's talk about that, cause and 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 I'm glad you brought that up. That's a good segue to lead into. Mm-hmm. Um, what is your take on internship? Now, why did you want to go after that internship, and what internship was that? Um, I believe it was for Mint Art Gallery out okay. here in Atlanta. Um, I really just wanted to learn. Um, I feel like there's a lot more for me to learn and for me to know. Um, I'm a real big learner. I'm big on, you know, going out there, philosophy, stuff like that. So um, I feel like I wanted to soak up, you know, more information, you know, like a sponge and really be in the space of a gallery because I would want my artwork to be in a a solid gallery space like a Zucat or um, a high art museum. Um, I just wanted to be in those spaces and and be around those people because, like I said, a lot of my – clients and the people that I do work with are in the music industry and the entertainment industry. So I wanted to segue myself to somewhere else that I felt like I would be more comfortable and be around people in in the space that I work in. But, you know, unfortunately, I just I wasn't accepted. 
So. Gotcha, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it's, there's, there's more doors. Of course. You know, everything happens in, in due time. I don't take nothing personally. Absolutely, absolutely. Shout out to you. Shout out to you. Now, do you have any current mentors that you work under or is everyone from a distance? Um, At the moment, everybody is from a distance, but um, I did work with B. Mike, who is amazing. You mentioned that, yeah. Yeah, yep. I worked with him. He's great. Um, Hobo, um Hobo Inc. on Instagram. I actually met him when I first moved out here in Atlanta. I was working at a tattoo shop as a receptionist. So that was inspiring, like, getting to meet him because I followed him for years, like, and I just watched him from afar. So now that I worked with him and, like, we call each other brother and sister, I feel like I manifested that. Nice. You know, to be out here and be in that space with somebody like him because he's amazing. He does great work. Nice, nice. Now, what tattoo shop is he at? Um, He was at Atlanta Inc., Okay. Um, but I think now he just freelances. He does a lot of um, more like on the art side. So he gotcha. does a lot of paintings, a lot of gotcha. murals. Um, he doesn't really do tattooing anymore um, right. as much as he used to, um, you know, since he had an, uh, an incident these past few years. Okay. okay. But um, another person that I work well with is um, Ink by Cali. Um, I love Cali. That's my guy. Um, he owns a tattoo shop in Atlanta called Ink Therapy. Okay. Um, he does great work, great tattooing, great portraits. It's a lot of great people that work there. A lot of people who I work with out here in Atlanta are males, but they treat me like their little sister, so it's different. Nice, nice, nice. Got to love that. Um, what would you say was the most beneficial uh, thing that you got from having those mentors that you still appreciate to this day? Um, it could be any one of them. I guess just a sense of community. Um, even though it's not a lot of females that I work with um I can say that those are like some real stand-up gentlemen you know they treat me with respect um they respect what I do they give me opportunities when they see fit um and they just embrace me you know nice 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 okay 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 um Let's talk a little bit about what's on the bucket list as an artist. Uh, what do you have on your bucket list for 2023? What are the goals and how do you, well, not how, what are the goals? Really, the how to the universe. Mm-hmm. So what are some of the goals for 2023? What's on the bucket list? Um, one of my goals is to work, like, in a gallery, like, have my artwork actually be in a solid, solidified, professional gallery. Um I want to sell one of my paintings for at least 20000 Nice. That's the goal. I want a big check for my artwork for sure. Um, work with brand deals, um, collaborate with people, even if it has to be with water bottles or something. Um, nice. Who knows? Forever 21, um, Puma. I have a lot of different ideas that I want to do. Outside of me just painting on canvas, um, I would want my artwork to be displayed somewhere gotcha gotcha we did talk about the hotels and things of that nature mm-hmm. uh, now let's let's go back towards the design did you i know you said you wanted to design before do you do it at all do any uh like fashion pieces of your own you do yeah nice. um i still do fashion design i made this purse actually <laughs> oh nice um, okay okay yeah i still do some some fashion designing um i do a lot of graphic work um, logos, flyers, anything that has to do with like creativity. If I can use my hands to do it, then I'll do it. 
Gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. I feel like if that's I'm your just, space right there. Yeah, you know, if I just stick to painting, um, because I get bored really easily. So if I just stick to painting and I'm just looking at a canvas all day, um, that can be very time consuming and stressful within itself. So I have to find something else to do in order to expand my creativity. You know. Gotcha. Nice, nice, mm-hmm. nice. Um, now, a question I ask a lot of my guests, uh, just out of curiosity, the life that you are living in, you know, the space that you're in, mm-hmm. is this something that you would say your um, friends and family, like, saw for you, or is this, like, far left and you're on your own path, everybody saw something completely different for you? Um, I think that my family and my friends saw this for me before I saw it for me. Interesting. Um, I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life, to be honest, um, after me wanting to be a fashion designer. Because I really wasn't good at portraits, like, at all. I sucked at drawing portraits. But my mom was just like, girl, do it again. Like, do it. Just keep keep going. And I'm like, okay, cool. But I think because of the, the, the generation that I grew up around and my friends that I kept in my environment, I was the only person who was an artist. I was the only person who knew how to draw. So um, I felt kind of isolated in that. So I didn't really see this as a career for myself. But mm. I noticed that anytime I tried to play follow the leader or do things that just weren't aligned with what I was supposed to do, it never worked out for me. But as soon as I started painting or I could even do a finger painting with my hands or mm. just something creative, I felt like God blessed me in, in a huge way. So it just kind of kept me on task, like, okay, like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing um, in the moment. So I'm going to take advantage of it, and I'm going to do my best with what I have, because anytime I try to do something else, it just never worked out for me. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. And that's good that you observed that and seen that early. Mm-hmm. Like, some people got to wait on years to get that or wait for some tragedy to happen yeah. before they actually get those signs. So that's interesting that you picked up on that early i think that god kind of um allowed me to bump my head pretty early in life Um, really okay i made a lot of mistakes okay like i didn't expect to be where i am right now like even though it's not um i'm still in my journey i'm not at my destination yet (laughs) um i've definitely grown a lot from where i was to be honest i really didn't think i would see like past 21 interesting for a long time Okay, okay. So let's talk a little bit about that, if you don't mind. Of course, I'm I'm open. Okay, okay. So what's one of those mistakes that you've made that you can now see the blessing in that mistake? Even though it was a mistake, you can see, like, the benefit from that. Um, Dropping out of school. Okay, yeah. okay. Dropping Share a little light on that. Um, so... Throughout school, um, I think I kind of didn't really appreciate the environment that I was in. Um, one, because I moved around a lot. Um, I went to four different high schools. You know, it was only four years in high school, so I really didn't have a lot of friends. Um, I was just moving around a lot. Um, and at the time, you know, like me going from New Orleans to Texas, because that's where I graduated high school, I was technically five years behind. So mm. I was in... Um, it's like block scheduling. So in New Orleans, you know, you'll have science, math, 
um, English one semester, and then the next semester you might have a whole different set of classes. In Texas, it's like you have science A, science B, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. the next semester, you know, you're doing A, B again. Yeah. So I basically missed like three years of semesters. So that had me like having to catch up. Um, I was just tired of school. So once I went to college, I was supposed to go to SCAD. Um, but I ended up going to HBCU, shout out to Texas Southern University. Um, and there I did very well, but I think because I was trying to escape from my problems at home, um, I kind of jumped head first into mm. a life that I had no idea about. Like okay. me really being out on my own, um, having my first boyfriend, you know, college is just different than being in high school. You know, I made a lot of my friends in college, so I was really just playing around and in, in, in BSing at one point when I started to get too distracted. So I had to drop out because I wasn't attending my classes. Hmm. Um, but I think that just made my life a lot harder. Um, I went through homelessness throughout that time. Yeah, I was homeless for okay. a couple months. I say like six months, six to eight months I was homeless. Um, and then I moved home to New Orleans. And then that was a whole situation i was just lost for a while i really didn't know what i wanted to do um i didn't understand my purpose in life and like why i was there so everything okay um yeah yeah i'm with you i'm with you i'm with you with you with you my phone died and it was recording everything so now that whole video is just like ah i'm sorry y'all but go ahead keep 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 i'm I'm with you i'm following you 100 percent. but yeah i just um I was really lost at that time. I wish I didn't have to go through that, but, I mean, I'm glad that I did because it taught me to grow up and to mature. Like, I'm still in my phase of me having to learn how to grow on my own and do my own thing, you know? Yeah, interesting. Okay, okay. I like that. And so, wow. And so now, now if you don't mind, let's let's continue to walk through this journey because okay. this is this is a blessing to to see where you are today, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm sure, and, and you kind of spoke about it briefly when we was like before we even got on air. Mm-hmm. And you talked about like what people see on social media, mm-hmm. like my social media life. They have no clue of who I am, mm-hmm. like just the making of you. Mm-hmm. And to hear that, I'm sure there are many. Because you have thousands of followers who don't know nothing about what it was like for you going through that time period. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, what that mental space was like. Mm-hmm. And so, if it's all right with you, if you don't mind, mm-hmm. um, let's talk about the con- what. how did that condition you mentally going through that space of those six months of being homeless? Um, that really showed me that... Um, can't nobody save me but myself. Hmm. Um, I got myself in that situation, so it was kind of hard for me to get myself out because um, um, I don't really have a close-knit family, like, on either side. So the only people that I had at the moment was, like, a handful of people, like my sisters, gotcha. um, my aunt. Um, she helped me out a lot when I was living in New Orleans, but really my sisters, um, Shout out to my sister Jasmine and my sister Taylor. I love them dearly. Um, but it took us a while to get there because, again, like my family's not really close. So my sisters saw me as 
who I was when I was troubled than, you know, who I am at the moment. Like, mm. I, I really needed help. Um, gotcha. But, yeah, my sister Taylor, who lives out here, um, she's a publicist. Um, she allowed shout out me to, Taylor. to... Yeah, shout out to Taylor. Um, she allowed me to live with her for, um, I would say, like, three years. We were roommates. Um, you know, we split the bills. Um, even with my sister Jazz, when I was living in New Orleans, um, there was a time where um, I had to escape um, an abusive situation. Mm. Um, it wasn't mine, but it was a family member. So I was living with that family member at the time, and the person that she was with tried to kill us. So oh I had wow. to, yeah, so I had to leave out that situation. Um, I didn't even remember this until my sister told me, but um, I left. And um, my sister Jasmine, she wasn't even at home, but I like snuck through her window like at two o'clock in the morning and I stayed at her house for like three days by myself before she got home. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, I didn't remember none of that until she just recently told me. So, mm. again, like PTSD and stuff like yeah. that and dealing with a lot of trauma, um, it really like I had to block all of that out in order for me to survive. Because if I didn't, I would have, like I said, unfortunately, I probably would have. Yeah. done some things I would have regret. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, it's good to talk about that. And and so, you know, something that I'm doing, uh, I'm actually doing the first uh, gathering in May. Mm -hmm. I'm doing something called the Dream Big Community. Mm -hmm. And in Dream, Dream Big Community, we focus on uh, what it is to be parentless, mm -hmm. um, what it is to go through foster care, um, and also what it means to go through financial hardship, like mm -hmm. what and then and focus on the mental space for all three. Mm -hmm. um, and the reason being is because me myself, um, I lost my parents by the age of seven, mm -hmm. and I went through foster care. Mm -hmm. And so, although my uh, father side of the family, my aunt, my cousins, and them decided to take me in, mm -hmm. it still felt like a foster care situation because mm -hmm. it still went through the system and I didn't know that side of the family. Mm -hmm. So it was like getting to know people at such a young age. I had It still felt like an adopted Yeah, situation. I didn't I didn't understand what was happening at the time. Mm -hmm. um, and it wasn't until my adult years that I can look back and see like why am I kind of distant? Mm -hmm. Like I don't really do group well, I won't say group settings, but more family gatherings. Yeah. Like, if I'm in a relationship and someone's like, hey, we're going to go to my mom's house for Thanksgiving, I'm like, uh, I can kind of chill. Mm -hmm. Because I really, I don't do them. Yeah. You know, so for me, it's almost like I didn't grow up with the whole big family Christmas and yeah, holidays and things like that. So when those days come, I'm cool being just by myself. Yeah. Like, I don't need a whole bunch of people. Like, yeah. I'm okay with that. Um, but I know now why it's because of what my upbringing was mm -hmm. because I didn't, I don't know what that looks like. I didn't grow up with that. So as an adult, I'm not used to just wanting to go do it. Mm -hmm. And so I want to create this, uh, support group to talk about that, right. To talk about what it is to, you know, not have your parents, right. Mm -hmm. Like that's another thing, you know, um, to not have my parents growing up, I really don't know what I miss. Like, some people ask, like, well, do you miss your parents? And it's like, I would, I don't have nothing to compare it to. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not like I've seen another family 
that I can be like, man, I wish my parents were like them. Mm-hmm. Like, nah, I don't have nothing to relate it to. So the only thing I can relate to is just not having my parents. Mm-hmm. And I know for many people, no matter how old you are, whether your parents are alive or have transitioned, mm-hmm. but some of them must be grow up parentless. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wanted to talk about that. Uh-huh. And so it's interesting that you brought that up. Mm-hmm. And we didn't even say talk anything about that. You didn't know you was going to share that. Right. Um, and so that's why I like to do these shows because every time I talk to somebody, we get into a space where we talk about things that are a little more vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my other guests, who is, is actually a TV producer, her name is Candy Marie. Um, why does that name sound so familiar? Yeah, she uh, she she has she produces the show with Taraji P Henson. It's like a Facebook uh, Facebook table talk kind of oh, thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She yeah, just yeah, had yeah. Mary J. Blige on there mm-hmm. the other day. Um, she produces that show. And, um, and so she talked about, like, going through foster care, you know, growing up with just her and her brother and what it was like as kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and to be where she is now, you know, she never, like, forgets that moment, like, what it was like going through that, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Just the mindset and the motivation behind it. And it's a part of her philanthropy. She gives back two people who children that has gone through that space and have aged out of foster care Mm -hmm. and trying to find them things like resources and stuff like that for them and through the whole interview that that wasn't what we're going to talk about that wasn't my my questions are normally based on what's your personal growth your business and things like that but that personal growth space you always find that vulnerability yeah because that's a that's a part of everybody's story like um you know i haven't been through foster care but um, I've definitely been through, like, the court system, CPS. Um, and that's, that was, it was, I don't want to say it was traumatic, but I guess I would say that it was embarrassing, you know? Yeah, like, for sure. Um, especially, yeah, like, with them, like, having to come to my school and pull me out of class and ask me questions and stuff like that. So it was just, it was a little embarrassing. Now yeah. that I'm an adult, I kind of see it that way. But, yeah, yeah the parents are are weird <laughs> <laughs> not are weird i mean they are like i mean i'm not a parent myself so i can't really you know speak on it but um i can say as a child um growing up in that space i definitely did block a lot of stuff out um that i really didn't pay attention to until it was told to me as an adult and then it kind of rained back in my memory or um just how I deal with stuff on a daily basis. Um, Like, you know, both of my parents are alive and well, but they just choose not to, you know, be in my life, which is crazy because, you know, I'm successful, you know, I handle my own. I've never been a bad or disrespectful child or nothing like that. Um, They just, they grew up in a a different era where they feel like, not necessarily they, I could say one of them, um, feels like I owe them something. Mm. for doing their job yeah Yeah. interesting interesting well you 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 continue to you know use it as your motivation continue to push you forward Mm -hmm. um you know and everything that you're doing i mean like you say you're successful now you know who would have thought right and so when you when you look back at it you know, you, you know it's all for a reason because it, it made you who you are. Mm-hmm. And that's for all of us. It's like, accept the journey that you are on 
because you are only built like you. Mm -hmm. Like there's only one you. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. um, shout out to you. Thank you. You know what I mean? Thank you to you. Oh, thank me to me. <laughs> I'm grateful for me and for my talent. I mean, I can definitely say um, having the type of parents that I had, um, it definitely did teach me a lot, but it um, it still hinders me in certain ways. Like um, reason, like my anxiety and stuff. Um, me not really liking to be at my shows or... Um, I don't really tell my parents anything that I really do for real because um, I feel like specifically with my mom, um, she tries to live her life through me and she tries to tell me what to do. Hmm. And I feel like um, I'm 25 now. Like I get it, I'm the baby, I'm the youngest, but like you can't really try to dictate my life. And she really only comes around when she sees that I'm doing well. So I guess to avoid that, um, I really don't announce when I'm doing anything because mm. I don't want her to be like, oh, that's my baby. Like, oh, that's that's my Bria. Da, 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 da. But it's like, where were you before? You feel me? Mm. So that kind of um, that's something I'm learning to grow out of. Um, I'm learning to be more confident in myself and just what happens, happens. Like I can't allow my mom um, and her energy and her narcissism to stop me from doing what it is that I want to do because, you know, no disrespect, but my mom is 50 plus. Like, you, half of your life you've already lived. I feel like I deserve to live mine how I want to and how I deserve to. You can't really control everything that I'm doing. I feel that. I feel that. Well, you, you know, mom, you listening right now. She's talking to you. I'm talking to you, Miss P. I'm talking to you, girl. She's talking to you. She she is um she's out here living her dream. Yeah. She's made the best out of she turned her nightmares into some of her best dreams. Mm -hmm. So shout out to that and I definitely applaud you for doing all those things. Thank you. Um we're gonna go pay some bills, we're gonna come right back. And I got a little game part of the show that Ooh. I do. Uh it's called Pick Your Vision. Okay. I'm gonna give you some multiple choice. You tell me which one you'll pick. Um and have a little fun, play a little game real quick. You know, kind of lighten the mood a little bit. We got a little yeah. serious on. I ain't take a little test in a minute. So oh, let's see what's going on. We got you. We got you. We got you. Y'all stay right there. It's the Dream Big Show with your one and only Jimmy Doe. Can you hear me? 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 What's up, y'all? Shout out to all my dreamers. We are back in the building. This is the Dream Big Show with your boy Jimmy Doe on B96. Shout out to Bria Brooks in the building, y'all. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. We've been having a great discussion. Great conversation here um talked about what it is to be a woman in the visual art space and the entertainment space shares a little bit about her uh personal life story mm -hmm. and some of her dreams what's on her bucket list and things like that mm -hmm. um and so now we're going to get to the favorite part of the night we're playing games 
We're playing games. All right, now. All right, now, the name of this show, the name of this show, <laughs> the name of this game is Pick Your Vision. Okay. I'm going to uh, give you two options. You either pick this or that. Okay. Ready? Mm-hmm. All right, pick your vision. What would you rather, see how the world ends or see how the world begins? See how the world begins. Okay, why? Um, I feel like seeing how the world ends would just like make my anxiety really bad <laughs> i would be like i don't have no time to do what it is i want to do is about to end in a catastrophe like lord i don't have time for this i just don't okay. so that's why to be honest okay i don't okay. want to see catastrophe i got you i'm with that i'm with now nah, who's to say it's gonna be catastrophe i guess if it's coming to an end i mean yeah like how else well it could be peaceful I mean, it come to a peaceful end. I don't know. The Bible says something different. Oh, man. Talking <laughs> the Bible about says the something Bible different. The Bible says something different. The world was supposed to end in 2012. So, and like, I was we prepared still here. for that. Right. We still here. Exactly. You know. Um, so, I don't know about the world ending. I think, and I, and I am a true amateur when it comes to the Bible. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know. Um, but I think what they were referring to. Is an end of an age, mm-hmm. an end of an era, mm-hmm. um, and so 2012 was the somewhat your pre-introduction to the changes that were to come, mm-hmm. and I believe that age has come to an end in 2020, mm-hmm. um, and now we are in a new age, which some people may say the age of Aquarius, the age yes, of knowing, the age of Aquarius. Um, and so, not the end of the world, right? Because the world is, isn't going to end. The world isn't going anywhere. Earth mm-hmm. is going to be here. Um, so I believe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's not going no time soon. Yeah, no time soon. Um, but we will go through different ages, different cycles of life. And so we may not see it. Or at least we won't remember mm-hmm. it. Because I'm sure we've been here before. I mean, to me, that's kind of like the Mandela effect, like... Some people remember yeah. Berenstein. Some people remember Berenstein. Kit Kat did it have a dash or did it not? Ah, you know, did Kit Kat have a dash? I remember it having a dash. People saying that it didn't. Looney Tunes. They said it was spelled T. Some people remember it being spelled like Looney Tunes, like T U N E S. Other people remember it being spelled T O O N S. Um, Curious George. Did he have a tail or not? Oh wow! Yeah. Did he didn't have a tail, did he? I don't remember him having a tail, but apparently yeah. he did. He had a tail? Apparently, yeah, he has a tail. Oh, wow. So I guess that's like jumping different dimensions. So I get what you're saying. Like, So hmm. I, I guess from both perspectives, to answer your question, I mean, I, I guess I saw both. You know, I saw a certain part of the world ended, and I'm seeing it begin all over again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is a interesting space to be in. Right. To say the least. Because you can't really tell. No. Unless you just feel the energy shift. That's really it. Mm-hmm. And you can feel that. I think that is like... I mean, if you tapped in and if you tuned in with yourself, yeah, you could definitely feel the energy shift for sure. For sure. Okay, okay, okay. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. Pick your vision. What would you rather have someone see all your pictures in your phone or read all your text messages? Um... Huh. <laughs> um... And it's, I don't want to say, like, it's hard for me to answer because it's really not. Cause we don't have nothing bad. Um, dum, 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 dum. Okay, who are, who is seeing what? 
Well, me. <laughs> who's seeing what? Well, we like, just because uh, I, mean, I, I can't say some, who. I be talking some some stuff in my text messages, but at the same time, I really don't care. Like, I guess see my text messages. I don't care. Okay. Yeah. Not, not your photos. Yeah, I'm kind of weird. So like, I'll take like some weird random pictures uh, or okay. something, or like okay. screenshots or something. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You don't want nobody get no assumptions mm-hmm. or nothing like that with your pictures. Nah. Okay. Gotcha. 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 Uh, we can do that. We could do that. All right. Pick your vision. What would you rather have? Fame and fortune, or love and wisdom? Love and wisdom. Why? That was easy. Um, I feel like fame and fortune. Um. It comes with too much. Um, mm. I feel like with love and, and wisdom, it's infinite. Like, it's so much that you can get from that. Fame and fortune, I feel like, especially in this day and age, it's very surface level. And I'm not a surface level kind of person. Um, I don't even want to be famous, to be honest. Um, I want to be successful. Nice. Um, I don't care about the, the followers and, and the likes and stuff like that because people's attention spans is very short, you know. I could post something viral today and it'd be, you know, forgotten tomorrow. I feel like it's too much to keep up with. With love and wisdom, I feel like that's something that's constantly being given to me. I feel like with fame and fortune, it's too much I got to give out, like too much I got to sacrifice and take away Hmm. that I'm not willing to sacrifice. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, I'm with you, I'm with you, I'm with you. Uh, Pick your vision. What would you rather, accomplish all your small goals or achieve one big goal? Accomplish one small, or accomplish all of my small goals and one big goal. Or one big goal. I feel like one of my big goals, I can, I can invest that. <laughs> For <laughs> real. Because one of my big goals is like, it deals with a lot of money, so I feel like I can invest that. Um, in the one big goal. So you're going for the one big goal. Yeah, I think I'm going to go for the one big goal so that I can invest into smaller goals afterwards. I mean, because I feel like with goals, like, it don't matter what level that you're in in your life. You could be as somebody small like me. You could be somebody as big as Beyonce. Like, I feel like everybody's goals become more. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I could reach that one big goal, but who's to say that that's my only goal, big goal that yeah. I have? You know what I'm saying? Like I could reach $100,000, but once I reach the 100000 I'm going to want more. Or um, I could get in contact with, you know, freaking Nike, and they want to do a collaboration deal with me, but who's to say that I don't want to do something with, like, Louis Vuitton or, you know, Hermes? Gotcha. You know? There's more to do. So gotcha. I guess I'll tackle the big goal first because these small goals, they cool and all, but, <laughs> you know, I feel like I didn't. I hit enough small goals for a while. I'm ready to get to the big stuff. Okay, okay, okay. All right, pick your vision. What would you rather, the world without the internet or the world without the telephone? Ooh, ooh, yeah. <laughs> um, mm, I mean, they're both forms of communication. This I feel like true. the internet is just more entertaining. The phone, I don't really like people calling my phone like that. Mm. So, dang, this is going to make me sound like so superficial. Like, you try to be all of my business on the internet, but you're not trying to talk to me on the phone? Yeah. <laughs> um, I guess yeah, I would with say the internet, I mean, I could call you. You could, absolutely. I don't actually need my phone to contact you. Yeah, you I know. C- you know, I could Zoom, FaceTime. That's true. You get on the computer. Yeah, I don't, you know. 
I can um, use my tablet. I would say I'd rather have the world without the phone. Okay. I don't want to sound bad, but I mean that's my opinion. I be on TikTok too much. I need I need some form of entertainment to to escape. Now see my these reality. iPhones. I don't really call these phones. It's like right? a personal. This computer. is like a device. It's the, well, it is a device, right? Yeah. So this device is like a personal computer. Mm-hmm. It's a smartphone, which is really just a laptop in this little bitty size. Yeah, it ain't like no, no June bug, little cricket phone, <laughs> trap phone, or anything like that. Yeah, Where you got nah. the buttons, you got to click it three times to get to, to one get, letter. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh-uh, that's a phone. Mm-hmm. That's a phone. Oh, yeah, well, throw that out. Throw that out. Throw that out. We can get rid of that. Yeah. All right, This cool. right here, I'm going to need that. You know, get rid of the house phone. Yeah. You know, everybody got to, you know, be on the line. Hey, I need you to hang up, or I'm going to call you right back. It's hanging up on the wall somewhere with the wires in it. Yeah. Yeah. I might actually have one of those in my house one day. I want to have a landline just because. Yeah, I mean, people do that as they get older. It's so retro. I'm going to have one. I don't have one now, but I think I would definitely do that, like have a landline or old school landline Mm -hmm. phone, too. Like, it don't move. You gonna have to it stand stay on right the there. Wall. You have to lean up on the wall and talk on the phone. You to, yeah, you got to stay right there. You know what I don't understand? Why people have two iPhones? Like they have more than like one iPhone. Like for what? What you got another phone for? I know people well, that got three iPhones. I have two iPhones. Why? And I would say my reason for it is. They're like, oh, this is my business phone. This is my personal phone. Well, that's how it started. For real, I would do everything that was. Um, business related would be on one phone and all my personal calls would be on the other. Mm-hmm. But then I would have to eventually start using one phone to call both mm-hmm. because either a phone would die or uh, my daughter may have a phone, so now I got to make a phone call mm-hmm. and trying to get the phone out of a five-year-old hand. Oh, like, yeah, that's impossible. You know, so... Really now, having two phones is just to keep people at bay. Mm-mm. It is. Because I know some people got both numbers and some people got one number. So if you call me and you can't reach me, that mean you ain't really supposed to reach me. Because you only got one number. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. I get it. I can now, if you that. can, oh, I call and he answer and that one, let me call the other number. What means I want you to have access. Now, if I give you the number that my daughter has the phone all the time, Nine times out of ten, she when she she's clicking ignore to every phone call that uh-huh. come in. So I'm not gonna see the call anyway. Yeah, cause she on the phone, she watching TV. Yeah, I'm I'm doing things on here. I'm playing Roblox. Mm-hmm. You know, she entertained. So she read, read, read everybody. Mm-mm. And if you ain't call the other phone, well, I mean, you can't get in touch. Can't get in it touch. Is what it is. Yeah, you fell into not that important list. Ooh. But I mean, you know. I got my one little phone, and that's it. Everybody's important. Mm-hmm. That's what's up. I'm gonna get to that. Okay. Get to that. I'm gonna throw this out the phone now. Right. I'm gonna have one line. Mm-hmm. Everybody's important. Mm-hmm. You should all be able to reach me. Cause we won't be knowing if the child got the phone or not. This is true. I might feel like you just ignoring me. This what is if true. It's an emergency. This is true. This is true. All right. Let's get to. Uh, we got two more questions, and then we're gonna get up out of here. All right. Um. Pick your vision. What would you rather lose your sense of hearing? I mean, your sense of hearing. Lose your hearing or your sense of color? Hearing. Mm. Why? Mm. I feel like I need my sense of color for what I do. 
This is true. You got to be able to blend what you need to blend. Right. And I feel like, um, I mean, I'm not a, a deaf speaking person, but I think the um, the language is beautiful. So I always wanted to learn. Sign language? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And there's different, you know, it's crazy how there's different, um, like, ways of doing sign language, just like how, you know, as black people, we have, you know, Ebonics. You know, we have our way of speaking. It's the same way with the black community who are um, people who can't. They're hear. deaf. Yeah. They got, like, short handwritten, short mm-hmm. written sign language. Right? Like, my girl at the Super Bowl, she was doing it. I'm like, okay. Oh, yeah. She was killing it. Yeah. She was killing she it. She was literally she Rihanna Ware. That girl yeah. was doing she it. She was performing. Yeah, like, clack, clack, clack. She was throwing up signs. She was throwing up signs. I'm here for it. But yeah, I'd rather have, like, not have my sense of hearing, to be honest. Okay, okay, okay. Here's the bonus question for the young voters out there. Now, we're going into a campaign year. Ooh. Uh, so let's say at the end of this, we have to choose our president, and on one side is yay, and on the other side is Donald Trump. Why would you even ask me this question? Pick your vision. Who would you rather be your president? Go. Neither. Oh, what? Neither. 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 You're not voting? No. Now, why is that? I'm not voting. Why are you not voting? First of all, they're both Geminis. They're both crazy. Okay. I'm not doing it. Oh, man. They're both crazy as Geminis. I'm not about to put myself up and set myself up for failure like that. I mean, because to be honest, like, I don't. The only time I voted was last year. And um, I still kind of feel like my vote. I don't want to say that it didn't matter, but. I mean, at the same time, it's like, does does the presidents really matter? Like, it's really more about um, the Supreme Court and the overall house. Like, got a good point. You know, it really. I feel like the president is just the face of the the big corporation. So they both messed up, in my opinion. I feel like they not putting no money in my pocket. They not taking it away neither. So, I mean, I don't know. I feel like both of these stances are just weird. I feel like one is based in. Um, one is a businessman who's, you know, based in capitalism, and and I feel like that's why America and the government liked him so much because America's a business. You know, everything is based on money and, and collateral. So I feel like he helped them in that sense, you know. Kanye, in my opinion, um, even though he is a, a visionary and an artist, um, I still think that he is all our artists or, you know, a little messed up. You know, I feel like he is somebody that actually genuinely needs help. And I feel like if people were to put him up on a pedestal, like being a president, um, I don't think that it would really help with um, his his mental and his sanity. I feel like mm. they would kind of use him as a prop, as a joke, a caricature, if if you would say. Don't let it be a, a dark-skinned black man like Kanye up there. They're going to feed him to the wolves, you know what I'm saying? So neither. They could both stay at home and sit down. Okay, okay, okay. Like I'm going to be doing. Okay, okay, okay. We'll go with that. Um, shout out to Bria Brooks in the building, y'all. Go ahead and give them your handle where they can find you on Instagram, where they can find you next on your shows and things of that nature before we get out of here. Okay, you guys. So um, thank you so much for having me. I really did have a good time. This is like my second podcast I've done. So this was really fun. I enjoyed myself. 
Um, but you guys can follow me on Instagram at briartiste underscore. That's B-R-I-A-R-T-I-S-T-E underscore. Um, you guys can see me at my next upcoming show that will be at um, Artist Sports down here in Atlanta, March 18th. Um, I will be there showcasing a few of my new pieces. Um, I just, I can't wait to, you know, show you guys my artwork and really reach the level that I want to reach. You know what I'm saying? Because I feel like I'm almost there, but like you said earlier, it takes a lot of um, patience and um, understanding with what mm-hmm. it is that you're doing and like really seeing the bigger goal and whatever it is that you're doing, whether it's art, music, um, radio, whatever it is, you could be out here doing nails. It don't even matter. Even working a nine to five, um, everything takes effort. You know, nothing in this life comes easy. Um, That's right. And the people, one thing that I would want to say that I feel like I still have to learn and that I feel like people in my generation have to learn is to not compare yourself to what you see on social media. Because um, a lot of, one, for social media, um, that stuff is fake. Um, like I said, a lot of people don't really know me like that. They go off of what they see from my social media. Like, out of the thousands of followers that I have, maybe only 10 people really know who I am, for real, that follow me. Um, and consistency and just staying true to yourself and staying true to your craft. Like, nothing in this world comes easy ever, ever. Nothing that you really, truly want. And if it does come easy, you have to sacrifice a lot. And um, This is true. I'm I'm not willing like I'm not willing to sacrifice um what's important to me as far as like um who I am as a person or um yeah just what your morals are yeah my morals gotta have morals to stand on yeah you know because that's how you you get respect and that's how you uh, have longevity when it comes to the industries that you're in so that's all I have to say you know just nice be real. nice nice just be real just be you. Shout out to Bria Brooks. I thank you for coming through. Thank you for coming through. Y'all make sure y'all pull up on her March 18th. I will have it on my Instagram, the details. Uh, Tag her and everything. So y'all make sure y'all pull up on her. Support her. Support, support, support. Let's support our community like our community support us. Mm -hmm. Thank you, my dreamers. This is your boy, Jimmy Doe. This is the Dream Big Show on the one and only B96. The The block. block. We out of here. (laughs) (laughs) And I appreciate it. Let's go.